0: Hello, I'm Mary Dalton, Poet Laureate of the City of St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. You're listening to Flahulik, a poetry podcast produced by the City of St. John's and CHMR FM. Flahulik is an Irish word meaning expansive, generosity, open handedness. It reflects the spirit of poetry as well as this beautiful place in which we live. A few years ago, there was an event in St. John's celebrating the achievements of poet, playwright, and Professor James Rainey, a major figure in Canadian literature. I contributed a piece, a series of prose poems, each of which has as its title a title of a work from James Rainey. These pieces are anchored in St. John's. The series is called Rainy Gardens. The Red Heart. From his room at St. Clair's, nurses towing and froing like pollen-laden bees. Neil, a gash in his chest, plays the phone like a maestro, sets up delivery of his Kelly Grew's carrots, Fat, juicy, organic. There's a calendar pinned up over his bed. Three ponies in a field. Visitors come with long faces. He jokes and he teases. He cheers them up. Night Blooming Sirius Late April in British Square still clogged with snow the snow plows butting and roaring, mechanical mastodons. At the very end of the last day of the Horticultural Society's spring show, there it was. We were all stunned at the sight. The night-blooming cereus, upright, spiky, its white petals as sudden as a ghost. The quarreling couple was transfixed. Then he bends down to her ear, whispers, maybe Le Gros will have cancellations for St. Bart's. She gives him a pearly smile. Names and Nicknames. He was called Joe Hall. Over at the plant, we made out his checks to P.G. Hall, But everybody knew him as Joe, a big burly fellow. You wouldn't want to go getting on the wrong side of him. One night, his cousin in from White Bay with his band Holding Ground showed up at the Belmont. They got to talking about their shenanigans one summer in Roddington, And by and by, it came out that Joe was no Joseph, no Surrey; He was Parmenides' Gervinus Hall. Named after some old Greek. Joe turned a funny white when that came out, I can tell you. For a second I thought the place would go up. Joe was a teddy bear, but I could see that Parmenides Gervinus was a right old grizzly. A Suit of Nettles All that fall... Not so far from the shadow of the Sir Humphrey Gilbert building, the Muscovy duck waddled in his downtown backyard, shook his massive caruncles as he fattened for Christmas. The boy with an R in his hand. The traffic out Torbay Road was wild with cars racing for Stavanger Drive and the box stores. At Walking Bird Press, Tara's Airedale bestirred himself to greet the gaggle of writers. He was an elegant bird himself, this tight curled guardian of Tara's domain. Robin was guide. Each student took a turn at the printing of their collaborative poem. Not much was said, but there was a new light in their faces as they filed out something about emerging from silence about the startling impress of one's own words on the blankness of paper the hand that sets the type that runs the press wakusta fiona saw him climb over kevin's fence he crouched under the back deck he shouted that he had dynamite he said that he had a gun His voice was loud and shaky. He said he wanted to see his daughter. The police ran yellow tape at the top and bottom of the street. There was a bitter wind. It pulled savagely at the tape. People stood in clusters down on Gower and up by the Demaxian. Someone said it was a hostage taking. Someone said it was a man barricaded. Everyone had a different story. The next day the newspaper ran a picture of a scared and scruffy looking man, coatless, wearing only a tank top and jeans. The police were putting him in their car. His hands were behind his back. The head of the penitentiary issued a statement. It said he was certain the psychiatrist in question had acted impeccably other prisoners had complained about being yanked off their drugs on being released from jail. It had always been found that the rules had been followed. No responsibility was theirs. Ignoramus. Mr. Maloney, please report to the principal's office. Miss Jones, the Ceramic Society, will meet your class at 11. There will be a school assembly at noon. Classes are canceled this afternoon for professional development. You may collect your raffle tickets for the artificial Christmas trees immediately after lunch period. The talk on sneaker brands is rescheduled for next Thursday. Please sign up for the tour of the sneaker factory. Tomorrow the buses leave at 1 o'clock sharp for the Babylon Mall and the hit movie Ignoramus in a wet t-shirt. The Carnival Committee will meet in the Coca-Cola room at 10. Please stay tuned to this PA system for further announcements. Baldoon Late one night I was alone in the kitchen at Victoria Station. The waiters and the other cooks had gone for the night. I was poleaxed with tiredness. That evening we'd had a big rush with the oil crowd in. Big eaters, big drinkers, special orders. They had us run off our feet. I'd just turned away from the tall cooler where we keep the lobsters when the room turned chill and a white shape appeared in the doorway. It was a girl, a young woman. Her long dress and apron were in tatters. I saw that she was clutching a loaf of bread. She looked at me for what might have been seconds or hours. Then she turned her back to me. I could see through the shredded cotton of her dress the long bloody marks of the lash from her nape to her waist. Afterwards, They told me about the young serving maid who'd stolen a loaf. She was whipped. Then she'd hung for it. The Donnellys Sammy G. lived in round the pond. He was a foreigner, an Italian, or maybe a Portuguese. Dark-haired fellow, dark eyes and all. Well, he had no time for the priests, stayed away from the Sunday Mass. When he up and died, Father O'Briar said there'd be no bell rung for Sammy G. So that night we all got together and cut down the church bell, and we hid it good, where they'd never find it, down the well in an old, overgrown garden. We told Father O'Briar, No bell for Sammy G, no bell for no one, no more. The Canadian Brothers. Allen and Donald, after a day of making detailed annotations on students' essays in their tiny intelligent handwriting, would walk from Carters Hill up to the top of Signal Hill. It blew away the cobwebs, they said. On the walk, they were thinking about the good coffee and chocolate at Auntie Anticrase and about Old Norse. Sometimes a friend would go along, but it didn't matter to them one way or another. They were thinking about the jagged cliffs and Iceland and how to get back to Ontario to the Robarts Library, where the Dictionary of Old English lived now. They were identical twins and orphans, and they enjoyed the bracing wind, climbing up to the top of Siganel Hill. I'm Mary Dalton, you've been listening to Flahulik, a poetry podcast.